Welcome to the Four Jack Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, Four Jack fam. Just so you know, we're live in a studio today, but I just want to give a shout out to my old man, Steve. I see you guys nodding your heads there. That's my old man. Thanks, Dad. No promo, no royalty. Free is the best. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to a special edition of the 4Jack podcast. But before we even begin, you know we got to do the usual. Let's go through the old roll call and see who's here. I look down the list. Tom. What's happening, brother? How are you, my man? Good, man. I'm excited to be here. Mm-hmm. Been a long weekend of just doing a lot of things, but uh, yeah, we got a special guest in house today. We're actually on his turf. Yes, and it is beautiful. The first thing I wanted to say there was we were behind enemy lines, but that is definitely the wrong term. Give me something else, Tom. What else could I use to um, say where we are? How excited we are to getting be getting the royal treatment is kind of how I feel. Hundred percent, my man. But you're not here alone. No, definitely not. We got. Uh, our good buddy Jihad in the house with us first. G, how the heck you doing, my man? I'm doing great, guys. I'm also very happy to be here live on location at this undisclosed warehouse sort of setup. Yeah, it sounds super shady as we're describing it to everyone, but it smells like wood. We're here with us. Good. We're here with the self-described saucy minx himself. Uh, <laughs> I've known I've known this individual for a number of years and this goes all the way back to grant McEwen, and we were just talking off air a little bit this goes back even further to when him and i used to play call of duty during college i was and still am codefish nine if you'd like to add me online but we played with such individuals as Pinseeker 88 gbh3 counterfeited so to be able to sit down here and talk to my guest without having a controller in my hand, and here we are 10 years later, and I've traded out the controller for a microphone, I couldn't be any happier than I am right now to introduce our next guest. Andrew, how the heck are you, my man? I am fantastic, gentlemen. Welcome, bud. Thank you very much for having me. It's an honor and a pleasure. It's a pleasure to have you on the show with us today there, Andrew. AKA Zavi Woodworks online. Everybody go check him out, see what he's doing. He's got some great Instagram stories showing everybody what he's doing with the woodwork. And right now you're building the bed for our buddy G. I am indeed. Yeah. He, uh, he recently moved. He's like, broski, I need a bed. And I was like, well, I, I do build those. So, uh, yeah, we're halfway through it. I just got to do a little sanding, little stain, little finish. And he's, uh, he's good to go. I'll even come over and install it for you. Write that down. Well, I, I don't I think mean, anything's yeah. fitting in the Fiat. So. Hey, man, yeah, we got true, that recorded Fiat. live right yeah. now. The it's, Fiat, it's unfortunately, good. won't carry much wood. No. no. It's a gorgeous-looking bed. I'm staring at it right now, and I can't wait to snuggle up in it. Ooh. Because <laughs> if you do follow our good man, Andrew, at Zavi Woodworks, you would see his story of the literal process of building this bed for his best friend. And as well as, well, I guess he also likes to cook. Right. If, I don't know if you oh, guys yeah. saw his Beef Wellington video. Insane. But it made me hungry. It, during, during the summer, it usually happens a lot more. It wasn't as much this year, but uh, usually it's a few, like a brisket here and there, pork belly here and there. So I, it's usually smoking videos, but it's mostly just an excuse for me to drink bourbon all day. So. What kind of smoking videos? 
Um, in the smoker. The brisket. Oh, the brisket. brisket. Yes, oh, the brisket. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You got your tri-tips and your tenderloins and your... Well, we didn't come here to talk about different cuts of meat. What we did come here for is we want to learn a little bit more about Andrew. Andrew, I could tell your story, but I wouldn't tell it good, and I'd butcher it, and this would be a five-minute pod. But for my own knowledge, I met you at Grant McEwen in the golf program. Yes, indeed. What I want to know from you, Andrew, is take me back. It's the same thing I say to everyone. Take me back. Take me back as far back as you want, my man. Not too far back. So let's yeah. keep it like 13 on, maybe, yeah, you know, yeah, 14 yeah. when you start to drive. Uh, but Andrew, are you, why don't you share a little bit of your story? I don't even, are you a local boy? Are you from around here? You Share, please. I, uh, the stage is so yours. So I am Edmonton born and raised. Uh, I've lived here my entire life. I uh, went to high school at Skona, where, as my friends would like to point out, I excelled at track and field. <laughs> yeah, your friends like to point that out. Yeah. Not you. Yeah. What, um, uh, what aspect of track and field? All of it. Triple jump. All of it, the triple jump. <laughs> no, I didn't jump. <laughs> White man can't jump. The steeplechase. No, I was I was like a mid-distance guy, cross country. That was kind of my jam. And then... Uh, just your classic white dude, right? Yeah. Just rounding out yeah. the average, real just, nice, all-around athlete. Yeah. You know, always a medalist, but always a bridesmaid, never a bride. There was a, uh, a guy in front of me that won literally every single race. Uh, went to the States on a huge ride. And then when he went down, he realized that uh, everyone else is way faster down there, and he just kind of molded into everyone else. So, We have the exact... I don't even want to steal your story, but that is my exact story going through. I was the second fastest kid in my school. See? I was so fast, but I was not as fast <laughs> as Brad Janzer. <laughs> yeah. Brad Janzer got the girls in grade seven yeah. because he was the fastest, and he had longer legs. And then Brad went on to realize that he wasn't that fast, yeah, that's and ex- neither was I. <laughs> yeah. Uh, big fish, small yeah. pond. Yeah. So, I have a similar story, but we'll share that another day. They, let's just say they, they call me Slovechkin. Oh. On the ice. <laughs> yeah. Got a wicked shot, but just I not like moving that. too fast. My spatial awareness is what separates me as a player, right? You don't have to go fast if you're always in the right place. Yeah, it's, it's all about, it's all about uh, position. Yeah, that's what they teach you. Sorry to derail you, no, Zaf. No. <laughs> so uh, after high school, I went to Grant Mac um, downtown. I was in business. Did a year there, decided I wasn't really loving it. And, uh, and actually my parents, because I grew up playing golf since I was about nine, uh, not well, but I played it often. Uh, junior membership at the good old Pioneer Meadows, may it rest in peace. Rest in peace. Um, I would literally, my parents would drop me off there in the morning. I'd go play like three, four rounds all day. My mom would give me like 20 bucks, go play with my best friend, Jake Martin at the time. He was also a pro for a while in uh, Airdrie. Really? Yeah. Uh, I think he's out of it now as well. And then, um, yeah, so I just always played growing up. And then, so yeah, after that first year of college, I was like, I don't know if I'm really feeling this. My parents were like, well, you know, uh, is there anything you could do with golf? And so I started looking and I just honestly, I didn't really even know the golf program existed. And so uh, I emailed in a few questions and Al Rai got back to me and super helpful and handy. And I got into the program the next year. Um, And that's where basically I... I had already known Hattie from like high school. Yeah. 
Um, not at the same high school, but we had a lot of common friends and, um, we were just chatting on good old, was it Nexopia back then? Probably. Cause Facebook mm. didn't exist. Wow. Yeah. It yeah. would have been before Facebook. Wow. So it had and to have been Nexopia. Yeah. And you were Wildcat. That was my name. Sick. <laughs> I was fast boy. 88 or something. <laughs> yeah. Track and field reference. Yeah. Silver medal. Yeah. Domination. Um, so, uh, so I started in the program and then actually I was talking to Hattie and he's like, oh, I'm in the program too. And so we started carpooling every day for the next few years. And you were doing my homework, basically. And I was basically <laughs> doing all your homework. Yeah, and, we could uh, get in every group we could together just so I could slack ass. Yeah, group projects were real great for you guys. It was, <laughs> hey, Zav, we'll buy you lunch for the uh, the rest of this group project if you just keep doing it all. And then we wouldn't even buy you lunch. Yeah, no, not <laughs> yeah. at all. Just or, or give me gas money even once. Right? <laughs> well, you had to go anyways. I drove you for two years. I don't think I got a dollar. <laughs> Well, my friendship is enough. Yeah, no, it paid for itself. Um, so then, yeah, so I did the golf program. Uh, my first year, actually, I never even, like, I went into it. I had never even worked at a golf course before. Is that so right? So I had no idea what to expect or whatnot. I started off my very first year at Redtail Landing, uh, where I was working with the very handsome Cody Yermovich, mm. uh, and Very handsome. And equally as handsome, uh, Matt Trunk. And uh, that was, I think, Matty Trung's the second year, maybe third year out there. Like, he was yep. already in it for a while. And so I did one year out there. Um, and then the next year, I went to uh, lead the back shop uh, at Leduc. Oh, really? Yeah. So Kodalak. Oh. Um, yeah. So Kodalak, I, I ended up working under him for a while. And he was actually, when I really got into the golf, I actually, actually never wanted to be a golf pro. Um, I wanted to do the more managerial side of things, the business aspect. Yep. And once I got in, I realized pretty quickly that usually it's golf pros that lead into those roles. So yep. I, uh, I was like, yeah, exactly. So I was like, okay, well, I, I mean, and I always golfed, but I never really golfed well. And that still stands true to this day. So that's always nice. I'm consistent. Um, what are You're you? a good player. You're a good player. I have my moments. You hit some unbelievable shots. But you'll hit some of the weirdest, <laughs> some shots of the weirdest shots. Some of the biggest quacks you've oh, ever yeah. seen. He yeah. swings his wedge harder than I swing my driver. Yeah, it's not even a joke. Trying I mean, to get that juice on yeah, it. If you're not swinging at 134, percent why are you even out there? <laughs> are you even swinging? <laughs> yeah. Our bud Pat would be proud. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, no. So I did. Um, oh gosh, I don't know. Maybe three, four years out at Leduc. Yeah. Um, there was a pro out there, Al Bodnerick, and he kind of started working with me on my swing a bit and trying to actually get it so that it was something consistent. Um, I went and tried PATs, I think, the next year, and I wasn't ready for it. I knew that. Um, I wasn't shooting the scores I needed to, but it was good to just kind of get that experience because I had never really played in a lot of tournaments either. Mm-hmm. Uh, so definitely didn't get it the first one. Uh, the second year, I went in the spring, uh, and that was – I still – We'll say to this day, it was the absolute biggest joke. They should have canceled it. We got absolutely poured on. Is like, it Alberta Springs? Yeah. It, it, oh. it, everyone seems to have a story that, like, either you were there as a caddy, you heard from Scotty Hill that it was wet. Like, there's so many stories of that PAT of, like, taking drops 30 yards of unplayable or just play it in yeah. the muck on, it, like, 11 or 10 when you come down that hill. I just remember water, 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 everywhere. Water, water. It, it was truly horrendous like it was the fairways were flooded there was no point we shouldn't have been out there and uh and i'm like okay you know what let's make the best of this so i par the first hole i get to the second hit a, good, hit a good drive you got to take that little dog leg right and i straight block one from two on to about i think it was like seven and i'm like well i ain't finding that so we'll take a drop uh i think i took a nine on that hole 
And then the next hole, I took another nine, and I was like, "Well, it's three holes in, and you are out of this." <laughs> so, slippery slope. I don't foresee uh, fourteen birdies over the next few holes. So, and uh, and they also instituted a rule that year that if you didn't come back for round two, you had to pay a fine. So I had to drive back the next day. I shot like ninety that day or something, oh, and then yeah. But then in the uh, the fall. Uh, I got my game pretty tidy. I was hitting it really well. And uh, my man Jihad over here was on the bag for me. And uh, that was that was a day or, well, two days. We, we got it done. Where was, was it? Yeah. Alberta Springs. Um, I don't, what, I, we played 36 holes. I didn't lose a single ball. Nope, because I ended up with one of your balls after and you have the other one. Yeah. I have one from like the first day you have yeah. day two's ball. Yeah, I, I, it was a clinic for sure. Greatest ball striking in my life, the most mediocre putting two days of my life, yeah. but we got it done and I got the card. And, and then we blared, uh, don't stop believing as I pulled out of the parking lot. And you're like, don't do that. There's still people golfing. <laughs> 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 hey, there's still people you're trying, trying to get guarded. Yeah. You're trying you're to inspire them. still out there. Yeah. Give them a break, man. Yeah. Don't well, stop believing. Well, and it was funny because that day, actually, Scotty Hill was a great... We were playing with him round two, and he was, like, one away from his. And that was... He had gone for quite a few attempts, and we were like, oh, please get this. And it just it just didn't happen for him. But he got it the next... I think yeah, he got spring. it. I think he got it when I got... I no, he got it before I got mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, like, the same year, but, yeah, he went in spring. For all those that are listening, we are talking about the playing ability test in order to become a carded professional within the industry... In Canada, mm-hmm. just wanted to say that because you guys tell about these stories of shooting the numbers and so on and so forth. Love to have you back on the pod when we go through what it takes to get your card. Now is completely different oh. from what it takes to get yeah, your card. A, a couple it's like one years, round now. one ago. round, and you can shoot eighty. Yes, that's, that's wild. And if you're over the age of like fifty-five, you can shoot like eighty-five, something like that. They're one just, round, they're being reinvested. They yeah, need pros for sure. Let's not get sidetracked. Okay, so <laughs> let's not get sidetracked. So, uh, so I stayed out at Leduc for I don't know another year or two. Um, oh, one more season after that, and then uh, and then I left and went to Windermere. So uh, I was there for a season and a half under Maddie J. And uh, yeah, and what a good dude to work for. Like I mean, Kodalak was awesome. I learned a lot from him. Uh, he was really great as far as like, you know, really understanding the golf swing, learning the technical parts of golf clubs. Like he was really a big tech head and he knew a lot of stuff in that. I learned a lot from that. Um, when working under Matty J, you really learn what you got to do to make a successful private golf course. Like that dude is the definition of it to me. I learned a lot from him on really how to like work hard and make that work. Um, but yeah, it was also, you know, and nothing like it was just all of a sudden kind of that point in my life. And I was like, well. I think maybe we've had enough of waking up at four o'clock in the morning and getting up there at the five and then, you know, grinding away till 5 p.m. the next night running tournaments and stuff. So, um, yeah, I had a good buddy. He uh, he mentioned uh, an opportunity to go work at sales um, for like an advertising product company. Yeah. And that's uh, I took that chance and got out of golf. So what year was that that you got out of the industry? That would have been... Oh God! Probably about eight years ago now. So about 2012. Yes. It was when I, I when Wendy was getting the brand new clubhouse because we were in the trenches of the mud in those construction trailers down by the driving range. Yes. And it was like we were just about to get into the clubhouse, and like three weeks later, and I quit. <laughs> like I was I'm like, I guess I'll never see it. <laughs> oh man, I can't wait to get in there. I quit. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, That's the so same funny. working for me. That's so funny. <laughs> I'm gonna go become an ad man, madman. Yeah. Well, actually, no. This is this was I was selling 
Um, you know when you drive by like a car dealership and they've got that big old inflatable on the top? Okay. Yeah, I was yeah. selling those. Interesting. I know. Like How that. did you end up like uh, finding that? My buddy Matt, he, uh, he actually went to work there. And so he was the vice president for a bit. Um, and uh, yeah, it was just like a, it was a family owned company. Um, they had been doing it, like building it up all along over the years. And, uh, yeah, so he went to work there and he was like, I think this would be a good opportunity. Like I know you'd mentioned kind of wanting to try something new. So it was just a, a good kind of entry level sales aspect. Um, yeah. I only really worked there for a year. Um, I didn't overly love it. Um, but, but it was a good experience yeah. to try something new, get it, shake it up. Yeah. And totally. And then, uh, and that actually worked out pretty well too, because that is also how I met my wife. So really you selling her something or buying? No, she came into the office one day and I was like, who is that? And then my boss was like, that's my (laughs) sister-in-law. So now my old boss, I no longer work with is actually my (laughs) brother-in-law. Okay. I'm going to join the family and make it a proper family business. Yep. I like that. Well, we're going to make this a family business. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Whether you like it or not, we're making this a family business. Uh, and But it's funny because I actually used to always like bug him. I'm like, how would you feel about me being your brother-in-law? And I was 100% joking back then. And then it He's just like, kind of, and then it came to fruition. So, But you weren't joking. Sub, deep down, like, subconsciously, yeah, you just, knew. Yeah. You knew love. So, testing the water. Oh, yeah. the I, and your wife's name is Denise, is it? It is indeed, yes. Shout out, Denise. Shout out. Shout, Shout out. out. Shout out. Good Holla. pickings. Holla, 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 holla. <laughs> I like that. So you're doing sales. You're selling gorillas on the top of you protein bars and so on and so forth. Yeah. Tube How long do you do that for before you I did piece it, out? I did it for a year. Um, and I was like, I, I, I really like sales. I still do like sales. Uh, but I was like, I just don't know. This isn't. And I was really kind of in one of those, like, what do I want to kind of keep doing going forward? So I actually went back to golf just for one season out at Leduc. Um, Hattie was at that point then, were you the head pro? Yes, sir. Yes. Um, and so wow. we had an absolute all-star cast yeah, of you, me, J- or, uh, <laughs> James Witten. Um, oh, and like, we just had the best the time. funnest year for yeah. sure. The funnest year in the industry for me. Yeah. And it was both of our last, well, I guess I worked at the queue for one more year, but it was like both of our last year just as golf pros. Cause then I went to TaylorMade right after that. We did a little pod with you a couple weeks ago. I just did the cut for it. That'll be released from this point. No one knows when anything's released. So I could say two weeks from now. No one yeah. knows. But did you mention that you were the head pro? At uh, the acting dude? head pro, yeah, yeah. They, Dang. Yeah. I had no idea. I had some idea, completely forgot. Yeah. Super sick, man. That sounds like that a nice little sick. dream team. HP yeah. royalty. It, was, it was a lot of fun. We kind of just did, well, I mean, we made sure everything ran great, but we just kind of did what we yeah. want. We mucked a lot of pitas that year, too. <laughs> we were going, you got to go to pita pit? No, we're going to pita pit. Oh, no, extreme pita. Extreme pita. Shout, and out, I would never shout go. out extreme pita. That would always go. <laughs> Yeah. You've always kind of been a chauffeur for me, haven't you? <laughs> and I've never paid gas. I never wanted to mention it, yeah. but... Well, when we went to... This uh, is a good place to air your yet. grievances, right? <laughs> yeah. Live on air. I got yeah. a lot of issues with you yeah. people. Thanks. I've been waiting a while to get a microphone in my hand with you. Got some got some things to take up. <laughs> yeah. So, no, we, uh, we ran the show that season. It was good. It was a lot of fun. And then uh, I ended up actually getting a uh, an opportunity to go work for a... Um, restaurant kitchen supply company. Um, so it was again just kind of an entry level sales kind of aspect. Um, and then after a few months, I moved to outside sales. And uh, it wasn't always like the funnest thing. Like you're kind of selling pots and pans, and it wasn't really my jam. But I was like, well, whatever. It's it's cool. And then we uh, the place I worked for they opened another location in Calgary, and then, and our kitchen designer went down to kind of like lead that 
branch. And uh, they're like, well, we need to find another designer. And I was like, well, this is something that's always kind of interested me. So, you know, if, if it's something I can learn, then I would love to. So I went to Nate for a week, just took basic AutoCAD and learned it. And then, yeah, I started doing commercial kitchen design for, yeah, hotels, restaurants, bars, everything like that. So dope. Yeah, that's very cool. Yeah. That's so cool. I've been doing that now. I switched companies back March last year. Um, but yeah, so I've been doing that now for about seven and a half years. What did you uh, think of the Nate program? Did you did you enjoy your experience going through that AutoCAD stuff? It was very easy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The instructors were good. Like it was uh, very like quick. Um, like for one week, it's it's pretty easy. I just got the basics. Like we weren't doing like insane three dimensional stuff. It's always right. very two D. Like just front view, top view. But just so. from like going from a place of not knowing absolutely anything to like, oh, I can go to Nate for like a couple days and actually like walk away with something that like yeah. you can then put to use in the real world i think like, like i've been doing that a lot lately too yeah and i just i think that's something that maybe our listeners should be yeah like i absolutely Nate literally changed your life yeah like from yeah. just i'm gonna go sign up and take an autocad course yeah like now i i have something i can take and build on that with no absolutely and and truthfully like it's been extremely beneficial for being able to obviously do my job, but then utilizing it too, as it led more into like my woodworking as things kind of progress. So like, even when I'm doing a basic design for anyone, like even the bed that I'm making right now for Hattie, like I drew it all out on AutoCAD, sent all the dimensions to him, made sure everything matched up with like his mattress size and everything that way we could confirm. And yeah, like it's, it's a extremely handy tool in many different industries. So I, cool. yeah, it's been great to be able to like utilize it in kind of different fields. Very cool. So you're a designer now. You've gone through the AutoCAD at Nate. Yeah. You're designing a few kitchens. Yeah. How long until Zavi Woodworks gets off the ground, right? Because I know I don't, I think that's the, I think that's the end of, oh, you're designing this and that. I want to know then when this passion starts to ring through in your life, when this, you start wanting to bring this to fruition. Yeah. So... Uh, it was actually about, it'll be just about right away, about five years ago. Uh, my wife and I, well, she wasn't my wife yet, but um, we went and bought a house. And we're kind of like, well, you know, we've got some basic furniture, got some hand-me-downs from parents, stuff like that. And then we had a finished basement at that time. And, uh, and I was like, oh, well, you know, I guess we should probably go shopping for some, you know, tables and whatnot. And, uh, and then you start to realize, like, even no matter what, even the basic stuff's, like, pretty expensive, right? Yeah. Like, you go to Ikea and get a decent table. It's still, it's Ikea, and it's still three, 400 bucks, right? It's expensive. So yeah. uh, she's looking on Pinterest, and she's like, hey, like, do you think you could build this? And it was just, like, a basic, like, farmhouse-style table. Everyone builds them now. They got the axes on the sides. And I was like, well, yeah, I'll give it a try. So I watched a few videos, kind of confirmed what I thought, strapped the thing together. came out awesome. Uh awesome for that time looking back i'm like woof yeah a good first a good first product <laughs> yeah. right yeah no good for the first roll of things that and, ugly uh, man and then so i posted on social media and friends were like hey that's really like would you build us one and i'm like oh i never really thought about trying to do that okay yeah no i can build you one and then one turned into two and two into a dozen here and there and then yeah now it's you know, so I did kind of more of these like um, pine slash kind of softwood projects kind of leading on as I learned more and more. And then over the last few years, it's kind of grown into more hardwood, more fine furniture, like really trying to like 
um, you know, more intricate kind of builds and things that you're trying to do where you're not just slapping it together with a bunch of screws, right? Right. So, uh, yeah, it's been the last five years of just kind of, you know, manageable growth of me learning basically how to strap furniture together and then how to like really do it nicely now. And so you, then you, for the last five years, and I guess we'll touch on as we get into, as we did, I guess, is moving into your new space. So all these builds that you're doing of farmhouse tables for friends and so on and so forth, you're doing this at home in your garage? Uh, I wish I had a garage. That would be a spectacular thing to have. Um, in the kitchen. So in its in its infancy, uh, Zavi Woodworks is a seasonal program. Um, and so I would really only be able to build in the summer. And I would build kind of on my back deck because it was kind of level and it was almost like a nice working height. And I have like a nine feet by 10 feet room in the uh, basement. And I would build in there as well. So we were doing, uh, I, as I mentioned, the finished basement, but it was old and dated. So I kind of ripped everything out. So I, for a while, I kind of had this like wide open space I could do things in. And then as I finished the basement again and renovated it, my wife's like, you need to get all this sawdust shit out of your ASAP. I'm like, that's fair. Uh, that's a fair call. Yeah, 100%. We're sitting in it right now and I want it out of my life. Yeah. <laughs> you were sweeping earlier. Can't even imagine working, working, living in it. But that's cool, man. That's cool how... So you were just doing it in the summers. How long did then just your summertime gig for? How long? Like, is it just recently that now yeah, well, you're yeah. coming into an everyday or after your regular job? Yep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no. So um, up until now, really, like I moved into the shop uh, in the last two weeks um, up until now, it was again seasonal. So anything I could do, I'd pump it out in the summer, and then winters really I could do maybe some smaller stuff in the room. But I could not have built this bed or anything like that, or a large dining table. There's no way I had the space. Um, so yeah, in the last two weeks, I've been in here now. It's nice to kind of have some space to be able to work, and you know, not the only one who's putting sawdust all over the place here. And yeah, just being around like-minded people doing things like there's someone in an office over there working. I was yeah. telling codes like, I bet this guy's just been here all week, right? It's cold. Just keep working. Yeah, it's a very cool space because like we've got the shared shop and we can share the industrial tools. And then you kind of got the main offices and you've got a lot of um, interior designers. You've got graphic artists, everything like just different fields of, of creativity, really. Yeah, and then bring together just you get to know someone and then there may be an interior designer. They see your bed kicking around and yeah. who knows where things go. And that's actually how I learned about this place was, um, I was started following this upholstery company on Instagram and they do a lot of restaurants. And so I was like, Oh, well this is good networking. I'll just reach out and maybe we can help each other out. And, uh, and he was telling me, look, you know, they're in a space, but they're moving over to this other share space. So they're actually, they are in here. They're like another two bays down. Oh, is that right? And they do full, um, residential and commercial upholstery. And so, yeah, when he kind of mentioned it to me about the space, I was like, Oh, that sounds pretty cool. I started looking into it a bit. And then they had an open house here back in December and I just came and checked it out and they're like, yeah, we got a spot open. And I'm like, this makes sense. Let's, let's, let's sign me up. Cool. Yeah, that's cool, man. Yeah, it's a cool, yeah, from hearing as I guess then we were talking about is you've got to create a passion. I find that my creative passion is I get restrained by having to use a laptop over a desktop just for the ease of use in order just to do things, yourself included, trying to build stuff on your deck during the summer times downstairs. You have a lot of creativity now to be in a space like this to unleash, to... I want to build that. I'm a, I'm a build that not worrying about getting things through the door. It must then bring a lot of happiness to your life as far as then like honing the profession to be able to just do it 
when you want to do it. Exactly. A significant amount of, of time saving really too. like to be able to have more industrial tools as opposed to what I have, which were, you know, not bad tools, but more residential style. Right. So now we've got a lot of industrial tools. So like, and I've got the space to do it. I don't have to haul everything out and put it back in every time and burn, you know, an hour of moving things around. I can just set up shop, build it, pump it out and it's done. Like it's, it's good. It's, it's been a significant time saver. And again, not having sawdust all over a house. My wife is significantly happy about she it. She must be so happy. Just thrilled. Just so happy. Right? <laughs> and you're always gone. So she's even happier. Yeah. I, I wouldn't just want her me around either. Yeah. Just her and the dog. <laughs> Speaking of dogs, we're just going to take a short break. We'll be right back. Chris, can you give me a number lower than 20? 19. Lower. 17? Lower. God, Cody. 15. Bingo. Did you know that the 4Jack podcast has recently been featured number 15 on Feedspot's top 25 golf podcast, Chris? The 4Jack has? Yeah. That's unbelievable. We actually rank higher than David Faraday's podcast, so if you want, like, real golf talk that's going to get you engaged... You should really just be listening to the 4Jack, right? Welcome back, 4Jack fam. I hope uh, hope we had a good ad there for you guys to listen to. We are back in Zavi's lab. And I just got to gotta ask you a question. You were talking hardwoods and softwoods, and I just, what's the difference and, and how is working with them? Because you said you're getting into fine furniture, using more hardwoods now. Yeah. What is that? And maybe give our listeners a little education on wood. Yeah, absolutely. The uh, The best way to describe it is, you know when you go to Home Depot and you're like, hey man, I'm just going to frame something real quick. I need some two by fours, just, you know, whatever, right? That is softwood. So softwood is kind of more in line with your spruce, pine, fir, um, you know, a lot of the stuff that you'd use as, you know, two by fours for framing a house, those sorts of things. Uh, there are other woods that kind of fall in that, but that's, I'd say the very easiest way to kind of get the idea. Um, when you deal with hardwoods, now you're talking more of like walnut, oak, maple, uh, those types of woods where they're a lot more dense. Um, if you like kind of throw something, you know, reasonable at a piece of softwood, you'll probably dent it. If you throw it at hardwood, you probably won't dent it. It's okay. It's yeah, it's, it's a lot more, uh, it's a lot more dense. It usually a lot of those products have had a lot of time to grow. You're talking like old trees that get taken down Yeah. while a lot of like two by fours and stuff like that are like still farmed. fairly young trees. They're all farmed. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, they're made with the sole purpose of mostly just trying to like frame things. Right. Okay. So um, yeah, so I mean, you know, there's always a time and place for softwoods and there's uh, certain projects that are better for it. If you're getting into more fine furniture and especially, um, you know, intense dining tables, coffee tables, stuff like that, it's always better to go towards your hardwoods because they're a lot more stable too. Like if you ever take a two by four and just lay it out and give it a few days, it's going to warp and look like a hockey stick. But if you get a decent piece of something else, like a walnut or whatever, you can let it sit and it's going to look the exact same. I think... Uh I think Dally needs to hire you to build him a, a hardwood ping pong table because we were at Dallas's last night for his birthday, and that guy smashes his ping pong table with his paddle. 
aggressively. Yeah, he's well, a, he's a, he's got a lot of alpha it, downstairs yeah. in the basement. We'd, uh, we'd probably want to go a little a little denser, maybe like a white oak or something. That'd be that'd be luxury. <laughs> yeah. I like that. So hey, Dallas, speaking about. Sorry, hey Dallas, I built you this white oak table. Yeah, you owe me fifty five hundred dollars. I know you didn't ask for this, but I'm going to need that cash. Yeah, Merry Christmas, <laughs> Happy Birthday. No, hopefully the podcast blows up and someone's going to donate us a nice piece of white oak oh. that Zavi can use to create a cool piece of content that ends up in Dally's. Well, basement. and I believe you guys said you guys wanted a like a table for all your gear, that's, right? That's what we're up to next. Oh, I need yeah. to design the pod folding. Yeah. Table thing or majigger. Done and done. I'd love to build that. I think that would be a cool build, 100%. What's my bed made of? Your bed is made out of pine. So that's softwood? Yes. Yep. A bed softwood. That's soft. Get There's wood. a joke in there somewhere. Yeah, I don't know yeah. where, but it's somewhere in there. I think it's going to get dented if it takes a pounding. <laughs> yeah, you better be careful there, G. I'll, so, uh, I'll, re- so I'll reinforce <laughs> that. Speaking of, like... <laughs> My dad was a little bit of a nut for woods. Yep. And like we we got into this pen making craze where we were ordering all this crazy wood, making pens in, yeah. in his buddy's workshop. Yep. Do you have any like woods that you're like, I love this wood? Like Um White Oak and Walnut are my favorite. Okay. White Oak is fantastic to like work with and to mill up and kind of get it squared up and it doesn't move a lot. Um both of them are fantastic. That's that big brown piece right there. That is a chunk of walnut, and it is, it just has nice figure, nice grain, nice color to it. You don't need to stain it. Most people want like a, a darker brown color to a lot right. of things. Walnut is that's it's like the perfect shade of brown for just about anyone. Yeah, it's um, it is beautiful. Yeah, and white oak too is really nice stuff. Actually, I think that piece right on top of it is also that's white oak. Okay. Um, so it's really nice to work with, and it's really good if you want to leave it natural color. If you want to stain it, yeah. Um, same thing. It go, takes it really well. Um, woods I hate working with maple. <laughs> maple, why? Uh, it's very hard to mill. It likes to like chip up a lot. Because I guess when it is so dense, like anything you do to it, it's probably gonna you're gonna get more resistance out of it, right? Yeah, and it especially like it likes to likes to chip up, and it's harder to finish, and it's just it's a pain in the. And then when you want to stain it, it gets blotchy or it takes it really dark. It's just yeah. So I usually try to refrain from maple projects. I think there's this wood in Hawaii called koa wood. Have you ever heard yeah. of it? Yeah. Like, would you be nervous working with a wood like that? Because I saw a table that was like $20,000 for just like a tiny little table. I couldn't imagine like. There's a few of them where you're working with it. And that's the thing. Like, if I screw up something on Hattie's bed here, I'm like, ah, that's fine. Like, you know, I can go. I know. No, but I can go back to the old plywood. Yeah, I can go grab another piece and it costs me like $8, right? If I screw up a chunk of like oak, that's like $55. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, oops. Oops. So, yeah, no. So there's always a a good old, (laughs) a little pucker amount to to those (laughs) hardwoods because you're like, oh, this is an expensive mistake. Yeah, the cost of making an error is definitely a lot higher. Yeah. Where do you get your supplies from in and around the city? If I, I wanted to start yeah. my own woodworking shop tomorrow, I got I'm not. two main places I go to. One is the Windsor Plywood Insured Park. Uh, shout out to them. Out. They are a fantastic crew to work with. Um, they're very helpful, very knowledgeable. There's times where I've gone in there for certain products and they'll be like, nah, that doesn't really make sense for that. I would try this instead. And honestly, even the other day I went and bought a, a new sander from there and walked out 
and my car immediately wouldn't start. And I'm like, oh, God. I'm like, so I walk back in. I'm like, man buys expensive sander. Car immediately won't start. And they're like, oh, it's no problem. Like, we'll take you out. Like, we'll, we'll give you a boost. So they pull the forklift over, give me a nice boost and everything. It was, they're, they're the best. That's amazing. Um, other spot That's I nice. go to is uh, called Formations. Um, and I've got that contact from Sean Hill. Um, who is also a friend of the show. Yeah. Yeah. Big time. What is formations? Uh, it's all just there? building supplies for something. commercial and oh, resident. Right? Yeah. So lots of like millwork guys, uh, they'll all grab all their stuff from there. Lots oh, of other cool. like high production builders. They'll get a lot of their stuff from there too. Oh, that's sick. Man. Yeah. That's uh, that's Hilsey's family. Really? Oh, yeah. Small world. Shout yeah. out. Where can you find them? Uh, they are in, uh, just off the Yellowhead in the West End, kind of, uh, I don't know what street, 142nd or something like that. Okay. Yeah. Kind of by St. Albert Trail-ish. Totally. Yeah. Like a block over from St. Albert Trail. and Yeah. Okay. Check them out, folks. Sick. And Zavi, just to remind the people again, where are we? So we are at, it's called Timber Cowork. Um, so it is just, it's 82nd Ave and just off 50th Street. Uh, so I live in Short Park, so it's about an eight minute drive for me, which is perfect. Perfect. But yeah, just a really good uh, creative space with lots of different builders. Cool. But why don't we just take a short break? Give us one moment, guys. You hear that noise? We got to tell these guys to shut up. Five, four, three, two. Welcome back, everybody. Um, before we took a break there, there's just some guys came into our space and started making some noise, so we decided to take a little pee-pee. Cause um, a ruckus. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm done with the, the I'm done. <laughs> shameless self-plugs that you've been giving yourself about your wood and yep. soft versus hard wood. And well, that's one way to treat people. But maple the guy is building you a bed right now. I like that. This is true friendship. Bed. Yeah, This bed would cost me $1,000 somewhere. But uh, Zavi, tell me, tell us about um, some golf stuff. Let's get back into the, uh, the industry and why we're all really here at the, the yep. base of it all. Yep. Um, what's a, I mean, what's a memorable golf memory? What's a good round or a good trip or a um well i've got like honestly over the years there's been a lot of really fun stuff i'll tell you a good story is the very 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 first round i ever played um we were in Kelowna on vacation i was nine years old my uh, my dad's like we're we're gonna go play Kelowna golf country club uh and he's like uh and i'm like well i don't have any golf clothing and he's like okay well, we're gonna go to the store so we go to the store he gets me a collared shirt again i'm nine Gets me a nice pair of plaid shorts. And I'm like, cool, that's fine. We go out there. I'm just I'm smashing this thing around. I'm not doing anything really. And then then we realized I'm like, why is this like why is the why are these shorts like a button fly on the front? And uh, yeah, no, they weren't shorts, they were boxers. So I uh, <laughs> so, so shout out shout out shout out to Pops for buying me boxers for my very first round. There's a picture somewhere, it's pretty good. Um, but I mean <laughs> <laughs> That's the best. Yeah, like, well, it was, I mean, at least it was easy to go to the bathroom. So that was nice. But uh, why am I getting cold yeah, down like, there? I am very chilly. <laughs> the shorts are awfully short. <laughs> and thin. I got to find a picture. It's, they are very short shorts. Um, but no, honestly, the I'd say like over the years, I've been pretty fortunate to go on a lot of really good golf trips with a lot of really good people. Um, I think it's been mentioned before. Hattie and I went down to Bandon, did a pretty good trip down there. Mm. That was, uh, that was a lot of fun. Uh, what did we do? Bandon, or Eugene, all the Bandon courses, Sahali, and... Uh, Chambers, Bay. Chambers Bay. yeah. Plus the Seahawks game. Yeah, plus the Seahawks wow. game. Plus the Space Needle. 
Oh, yeah, that was Dope. a fun Plus $30 the market, fee for the about four market. minutes of fun. Yeah, that was ridiculous. We went to the fish market, right? Yeah. We caught a bunch We got a bunch of seafood at some place. Oh, uh, Crab Pot, That's where we it. just gorged ourselves and then drank the butter, basically. You oh. drank the butter, I, if I remember correctly. Of course, I could you drink did. the butter. Do it's not put me in that. Always pretty tasty butter. butter. Yeah. Um, what else? Have I, uh, I did a trip, did the, a few of the courses on the Robert Trent Jones Trail. So I went with a few buddies and Hilsey and uh, Jesse Murphy. Uh, we all went down to Alabama, caught uh, Bama football versus LSU. Unreal. Wow. Absolutely unreal. Like even if you, I would, you don't, you don't even have to have a team go and catch some like div one football and it's absolutely wild down there. Just the energy is it's, insane. Yeah. You're just walking around. You're like, Oh, roll tide. Oh, everyone's oh roll tide, roll tide. Like it's Kiss just you on the lips. And yeah. Say, like, have everyone, a good day. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> like, everyone's like, everyone's so into it. And then we went and played quite a few courses along. I kind of forget some of the names of them. There was uh there was one called the judge. Uh, there was like three courses in this one spot and there was like the judge, the senator and something else. The executioner. It's, it might as well have been. We would go to like go on this course and we're just getting loading up the cart. It's beautiful in the morning. Nice day ahead. And a girl's like, oh, what, uh, what course y'all playing? We're like, uh, we're going to the judge. She's like, y'all ever played the judge before? Like, uh, no. She's like, y'all about to be judged. And we're like, oh, okay. <laughs> and I think we fired a million out there. It was an extremely hard course. That sounds like a place I'd like to go. It just was, oh, test. yeah. Oh, it's so the courses under is Ross Bridge. That was another one that was amazing. Um, and then, so we did a few courses around there. We drove up to, uh, kept heading kind of north. There was a few more courses. And then we went to Nashville for a few days and just kind of had some fun there. Uh, I did, um, I've done with my dad, we did... Tory Pines, wow. Tory South. Uh, we also a few years previous went to um, down to South Carolina, played Harbor Town. That was a very fun course. That was one of my more memorable because I came out of the gates just hot. A uh, couple birdies. Oh yeah, a few birdies on the front come around. I'm like, oh, I'm like 37, and then I realize like, oh my god, I'm 37 on the front. Like, and I, I know it's not like under par or anything, just but you're playing these courses, all, yep. uh, and and then the back nine just puked all over myself. So uh, it was, yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> 90. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. So uh, no, it's been it's been some good. I've got some good tracks that I've got over the years, and uh, yeah, it's been fun. What That's about cool. what about your life? As a professional playing in tournaments, oh. any memorable tournaments you can play? I can think of one that we played together, the Pro Pro. Oh, that was. Do fun. you remember what course it was? It was in Calgary, Silver Creek. Silver. I mean, you could say Silverberry, and I would agree. Yeah. I don't know what it was. I, it was like Silver, Silver something. I'm yeah, sure. where it was nicer club, pouring rain. Yeah, every single twosome group had the cart. Cover, cover on the heater going the cart whole deal. Mitts. We had full toques, everything. Yeah. We yeah. wore matching outfits. We yeah. went to. Uh, <laughs> We went to a big box store before that that we won't mention because Golf Traders is life, but we went right. there and picked out matching Hugo Boss outfits. Yeah. <laughs> I think Just we missed the money by one, but I remember we actually ham and egged it very well. Oh, yeah. And we were so excited with ourselves, we missed the turnoff coming home, and we just did a full lap of Calgary instead. Yeah. Because we were just so high. Because it was, ourselves. yeah, the Stony Trail. We're like, uh, was that our turn? Or we're like, I don't, it took like another we're not hour. We're going and a half. to Stony, we're going to Edmonton. <laughs> yeah. No, I still remember that because we were. We were hitting it pretty well, and we got all backed up on that one tee, and there was about, like, six groups on there, and it was, like, dog leg down to the left. And you got all these guys, and I'm usually, if anyone knows me, they know that I generally just absolutely will duck hook the hell out of one if I got a crowd. And, uh, <laughs> and Hattie's like, uh, where do you want to take this one? I'm like, I don't know, man. We're like, maybe just aim for that, uh, that power box. He's like, yeah, just take it over the power box. I just roll up, just 
boom, right at the power box. I'm like, is that good? He's like, yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty good. I think <laughs> I'm like, we're like, well, see you gents. Yeah. Have a good round. We'll see you on the next hole. And we still didn't make money. <laughs> yeah. We still didn't make money. <laughs> like, good shot. Not making money. But there was the night that you made money at the Leduc Pro-Am. Oh yeah. And then after that we had to celebrate because oh. that was your first check as a professional, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, first and only. Okay. <laughs> Congrats. How did, Congrats. How did we celebrate that? Um, well, it's a bit of a blur. I think we decided to uh, wear all of our golf gear out, full spikes, out to White Ave. Yep. Um, so those got ground down pretty good. And then at some point, for whatever reason, we found a small Red Bull, like uh, like a fake Red Bull, like plastic kind of can. Yep. And we obviously had to steal that for some reason. And then we started telling everyone that we won the Red Bull Invitational that night. Up and down White Ave getting pictures with every girl. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. You see an my man Gian here? He just, won the, he just won the Red Bull Invitational. Oh my God, I don't know what that is, but yeah. good Who, for you. <laughs> whose idea was it to wear the spikes out? Uh, I think it was collective. Because as soon as Av won, I was like, well, we're obviously going to White Ave. No one change your clothes. And yeah. I was wearing those Foot Joy classics, like the That's $500 exactly dollar, just like the, the heavy base. I was wearing the white and purple leather sole with white and purple pants. Zav had like a blue and black getup on. We yeah. looked like such morons. Oh, absolute morons. Yeah. But yeah. we had a time. And oh, then yeah. you like, and Gary had an intimate moment in the elevator. <laughs> the elevator. That's on YouTube. You guys should search that. Oh, oh. We will. We will send out the <laughs> link. The hyperlink. That link. Yeah. Sorry, Put that in the show notes. <laughs> but as far as then being like... You've been removed from the industry now for a number of years. Yeah. Is there anything you miss? Is there anything you think about that? Like you know, it, it was like, I do miss it for sure. Like there's so many aspects of it. There's honestly, you know, the smell of sawdust is pretty great. But when you get to a course in the morning, it's that fresh morning. Mowers are just out. Best. There's, unless you got severe allergies like me sometimes, it's the best smell in the world. Like it's just amazing. Um, just being out there and, you know, you deal with, if you get a good membership base, if you're somewhere, it's always nice to interact. I mean, you, everyone always has good members, not as great members, but, um, you know, you kind of set the tone for their day, right? And you know that. And if you're really, you know, caring about what's going on, that's, you know, there's a lot of care that goes into it and it's a good feeling of satisfaction as well too. But yeah, I miss that. I'll be honest, I miss free equipment. Uh, I yeah. miss especially free golf. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't like paying for golf now at all. Yeah, it spoils it. It's really, yeah. Uh, you get it for it's free. Also, for the it's also, so and it's just, it's just a very expensive hobby. It's a very expensive yeah. game. Yeah. That we could have a podcast about talking about, and it will be, but it, yeah, it's such an expensive game. That's where we, how can we, do you miss playing tournaments? At all, out of curiosity, in your brief uh, run in them? No. You do no. not? Not, honestly, individual tournaments? No, not at all. Team ones? I love me a good team tournament, because then the I don't, the, the pressure's off me significantly. It's carried across four shoulders or yeah. another ones instead yeah. of just you. And there was nothing better than being a golf pro, and yeah, you know that you and your golf pro buddy who you're going to tag up with you both arrange it so the day you're going to leave you both open and you're both off at two and mm -hmm. i'll pick you up at three and you got a practice round in the evening in calgary and you wake up and you have a two-day tournament or a one-day tournament down there it is that's the thing like everyone gets in and goes oh man like i'm gonna get paid to play golf and i'm like no no you're not most days honestly in your days off you want the hell out of there you don't want to be a hundred miles close to it like at you all. just want out yeah. yeah, and I think that's what kind of grinds people down too, right? They they don't get to get all the enjoyment that they used to, and the reason that they got into it a lot of the time. You know, there's a lot of guys who have a good situation; they can get to play a lot, um, but a lot of guys don't. And I think that's why a lot of guys kind of get ground down and they find something else to do. 
I know right. for me, that's when, like, you know, I'd much rather now, you know, have a job that can pay for a golf membership, even though I don't play enough to have a golf membership. But yeah. You know, to be able to sit down with you and G and Tom, be able to chat about the game that we love, the podcast in which itself, but also learn a little bit about you, Zavi Woodworks, and what you're up to because you're more than a golf pro. You're more than someone who went through the program with Alan Riley wearing a sweater vest yelling at you that you're taking it back too far inside, which I believe, unfortunately, by the way, I don't even think the golf program goes on anymore. Is no, that it's true? It's all correspondence from what is I Is that right? Yeah. That's sad. It is sad. It is sad. You just, I mean, form like a brotherhood. And you, it's, it's an extension of high school, essentially, because you go to the same classes with the same people. It's not even high school. It's elementary. You have every same class with all the same friends. And yep. You just, you make such good friendships. I mean, Xavi and I met each other in, what do we say? It was grade 10? Yeah. Yeah, we met at a party <laughs> in grade 10 where he was rap battling. But we didn't really become friends until college. Yeah. And we became, I mean, I became the mooch that got free rides. And I all my are buddies. Today. He's my boy. Yeah. <laughs> and now he's making my bed. What all my buddies guy. are from the golf industry. Yeah. yeah. Sitting across from yeah. a couple of them right now. Everyone except Tom. Yeah, we're yeah. not friends with Tom. I'm kind of like the adopted kid of the yeah. golf industry yeah. of Edmonton. Covered in right? Mayfair. Just swag the yeah. You're the, you're the yeah. sensible one that saved two years of tuition. and <laughs> just. <Yeah. laughs> we need Matty J to get Mayfair jeans going so you can get the full outfit copped. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Like, No we, holes, I'd imagine. None, not. I'll keep it clean. They right? allow jeans out there now? Yeah. <laughs> I remember. sell them in the pro well, shop. Well, back in the old program days, I remember, uh, what was it? It was the GM. We had it for one of our classes. I think it was like Andrew Gilchrist or something yeah, like that. Him. And he was like, he's like, yeah, he's like, you try telling these people you can't wear their $2,000 jeans as they come over to the, I'm like, $2,000 jeans? <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. Seen them. Wow. Sold them. Yes. <laughs> yeah, seen them. Yeah. yeah. Not, as, not as prevalent today, though. No. 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 I think everyone, like, especially you. You know, a lot of clubs really had to realize that, like, if we're going to get people to pay this amount of money, we need to make it a lot more comfortable for them. Right. Right. And, like, G and us, we've had a good discussion about golf fashion. Like, we just we want to wear what we're wearing, to be honest. Like, it is fun to get decked out in your purple gear and, like, go out on a night on the town like Harry and Lloyd, <laughs> right? But <laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah. I didn't tell that story to get made fun of. <laughs> So it's with love. But like, Dibs Harry. It's nice to just rock Lord. a sweater. Yeah, exactly. Dibs. Dibs My tooth Harry. is fake, actually. Who's, I should be Lloyd. Who's killing the owl, right? <laughs> so. Mary Swanson. Yeah. I was way off. <laughs> but I'm going to cut right in there right now. And I'm going to stop this pod right now. Do you have anything to leave our listeners with? Honestly, I'd just say, you know what? You get to a point in your life, you just got to do what makes you happy, right? And that's the thing. Like, find what makes you happy and do it. Or what scares the shit out of you. Well, yeah, like, absolutely. You know? Like, oh, yeah. happiness. Get out of your comfort it, zone, yeah. right? Yeah, if you don't put yourself out of your comfort zone, you're not going to change. You're not going to grow. You're not going to do anything. So it sucks, and it's scary to take leaps. But, I mean, look, I'm looking around at what my one of my best friends has created. I'm super proud of the guy. I think he rocks it, and I think he's going to do great things with it for sure. Good wood. Hey, thanks, brother. Zavi, where can the people get in touch with you to place their orders? Uh, they can always go to my website, so zaviwoodworks.com, or I'm always on Instagram as well, so at Zavi Woodworks, and Facebook as well, so Zavi Woodworks. That's a lot of Zavi Woodworks right there. A lot. Not enough? Yeah, never enough. Perfect, brother. Well, I appreciate your time. We all do. Thanks so much for sitting down with us. Thank you very much for having me on. I certainly appreciate it. It's always good hanging out with uh, 
few guys who can kind of relate to the golf industry and, and everything, and as well as just let me talk about my wood. <laughs> and anytime. And just to not, I'll leave our listeners with this last story. Savvy shared his of playing golf in his boxers, which hopefully you can find a picture so you can check out on our Instagram at the four Jack podcast. If you guys wouldn't mind going over to www.thefourjackpodcast.com, you'll see a screen that says website coming soon please do us a favor and enter in your email and we'll get in touch with you. And we got something special coming from the goat track. My mom bought me a new pair of boxers and I was freaking jacked up because it had a Velcro fly. And so I remember go putting these on and I come and I run out and I say, mom, thank you so much. I love these boxers. Look at this Velcro fly. And I just undo my fly and show my mom my peep. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening today. <laughs> Tune in again, and we look forward to, uh, yeah, what a crazy time to be alive. Hello, 4Jack Podcast fam. It's your boy, Atterv Nation, and thank you for listening to the 4Jack Podcast. It would mean the absolute world to us if you could go hit that subscribe button and leave us a lovely five-star review on the Apple Podcast app. You know what? Because that would really make our day. Thank you, and let's keep on golfing, baby. I kind of like that last one. I really do. Okay. Then we're good. Cut it.